0: All this terminology they used 150 years ago oh, yeah. for the Blacks, right? right. Mm-hmm. They They dehumanized them.
1: Yeah.
0: Dehuman. yeah. yeah.
2: Dread, Dread and, it, Scott, and it was legal.
1: Right? Yeah. Right. It was legal. It was the law. Dread they Scott, could, Scott, right? they, they could justify Scott, they it to the
0: law.
1: Yeah. Exactly. One, one third human, right? They said in Dred Scott's case, they were like, you know, one third human. They yeah. can't vote. They um, can't feel pain. Yeah. Can't feel pain. 1973, Roe v. Wade, not really human. There's nothing the jews and yeah mid-20th whole...
0: century germany jews are less than human right so when you dehumanize people and you hear it all within the propaganda and rhetoric then you get that into the culture which it's so entrenched in our culture just like it was in the slave trade yeah. just like it was in mid-20th century germany yeah. you get that in there then it's open game on whatever segment of society that you've rendered uh subhuman
3: you're tuned into that deity though, let the assembly know We worship God in the flesh, his name is Jesus you know Or oh, we can open the word, this is the truth we can show Planting a seed in your brain, trusting a prayer for will grow The son of God is the most high, when that don't fly they come at my neck like a bow tie <laughs> From the throne to the manger, the mystery of God sent himself as the savior
2: Welcome to episode 17 of That Deity Though, an apologetics podcast focused on the deity of Christ and the trinity. I'm your host, E.C. Holmes, a.k.a. Yes, that's my real name. Well, uh, we made it. This is the first episode of 2021. We made it through 2020. Um, I'm really excited to get back into the groove of things. Um, I had a nice break over the holidays with my family. You know, just being thankful uh, for what God has done throughout the year. Uh, we, had a good, uh, uh, we had a good time celebrating um, the incarnation of the Son of God, Jesus Christ, um, who is the greatest gift to man. Um, And so we took some time to do that before we shared gifts with one another. Um, I'm sure you guys enjoyed your break from my voice and my face. Uh, This struggle beard. uh, Don't don't mind that. Uh, I'm just trying to see what I can do with it. (laughs) Um, But can you believe it? Uh, Man, it's about to be a year since um, the podcast began. Uh, February's right around the corner. I'm actually planning an anniversary episode with my homie Jesus. Um, goes by chewy, He does all the graphics and stuff. well, most of the graphics. and so I'm gonna have him on to have a discussion to see uh, so you guys can see how he got involved and kind of to see what God has done in his life and how we are where we are today. Um, we'll also be sharing some new t-shirt designs by the way, uh, which you can order by just emailing us at that though at gmail.com. Um, I'm really excited about these because we really put a lot of thought and effort into into creating um these new designs um so that it creates opportunities for evangelism. Um not that you're just you just wear a dope shirt um but that someone stops you and asks you questions about what you're wearing. Um so you can look out for that on that episode. Um this episode seventeen is actually going to be part two to the discussion with Desi and uh, Zach from the Provoked podcast. If you haven't heard that episode Just go back and check it out. It was the only episode released uh, last month, which was episode 16. Um, Really had a good uh, time talking with them about the gospel and about their podcast. Um, And so this is going to be part two of that. I wanted to cut it in half because it went on a little long. And this this is a special month that... uh, the, the direction that the topic went into actually lines up with what goes on this month, which you will see as we get into that uh, conversation. Um, we also had to cut the interview a little bit short, um, so we really didn't get into a part of that discussion that I really wanted to get into, which was the topic of idols. And so at some point, I want to reach out back to them again and have them on a second time. Um, if they if they wouldn't mind joining me once again and so uh, the t- part two of this discussion was actually a discussion on the great evil of abortion um, what they're doing to expose it and also how they're helping women um, who are going through that at the same time um, if you have any questions if you have an episode request um, or something like that just email us at that though at gmail.com Um, You can show us some love on social media. Um, You can hit us up on there just for updates and dialogue. After you finish this episode, just go ahead and leave that iTunes review. Um, you know, that helps us become more visible to those uh, looking for a good podcast. It encourages them and gives them an idea um, of what they can expect when they tune into this podcast. Um, you already know, after you leave that five-star review, uh, go ahead and copy and paste it to our Facebook page as well. Because you can leave reviews there also. Um, as you know, of course, this podcast is focused on apologetics. Um, I want you guys to know what you believe. And I want you to I help you understand... Um, why it is that we can believe those things so for you to know what you believe and why you believe it uh, whether that's defending the divinity of christ um, or any other doctrine uh, within christianity as a whole um, what you'll find sadly is that you'll have to defend what god's word says uh, against other believers also at times Uh, just this week Um, On Facebook, I kind of got into a couple arguments over the topic that I'm going over for this episode, and it was very discouraging because the post shouldn't have been something that anyone, even a non-believer, would disagree with. Um, I basically said I refuse to support anyone who has uh, political power. Um, If they're in support of abortion, I refuse to celebrate them. I don't care if if they're the first person to do something. I don't care how melanated they are. (laughs) I don't care about what arguments they might present. The success of them is death for other babies. And so I can't celebrate that. Um, One of these disagreements, uh, the cool part is... Turned into a very fruitful, I think a good conversation for the most part. Um, I believe both of us left edified and we appreciated the, the perspectives of one another. Um, so that was very encouraging. Um, I encourage you all uh, talk to people that you disagree with. Take time to listen to them. Hear them out. Right. You, you might still end up in a disagreement, but show that respect and reason with gentleness um, and love and respect for one another. Not not weakness, not being weak and, and, and not just agreeing to disagree But be firm and loving in your response and how you listen to others. Um, In other words, honor Christ, right? Not just in truth, but in humility as well. Um, But like it or not, as far as this topic of abortion goes, these are facts. Um, Someone who's in power and uh, if they have strong beliefs about anything, especially beliefs that they would argue is a right for an individual you better believe they're going to fight for those rights um and so I'm not going to celebrate them um and I will say this and I won't apologize for it I think a thoughtful Christian um I think a thoughtful Christian will not vote for leaders who believe a woman a a female should have the right to murder their baby at any point in their pregnancy um this should not even be a debate and 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 I'm not saying you aren't a Christian (laughs) all I'm saying is you haven't thought through the worldview that you proclaim and so we all know what the Bible teaches about murder, Exodus 20, 13, right? We know what the Bible says about taking innocent life. We know what the Bible says about babies being a blessing from God. We know what the Bible teaches about babies being a gift from God. That's Psalm 127, 3. We know what the Bible says about grandchildren being the crown of old men in the glory of their fathers, Proverbs 17, 6. We know what... Uh, that it's God who forms babies in the wombs of their mothers, right? Which ought to be the safest place on earth, the womb of the mother. We know uh, that he knows us before we were in our womb, right? That he shaped and forms us. We, we know what the Bible says about human dignity because we're created in God's own image, Um, That's Genesis 1, 26 and 27. I actually did an episode a few episodes back, maybe episode 15, if I'm not mistaken, uh, which is in the beginning, God. And I go over those verses. Uh, We were created in God's image. That's why we have dignity at every point in the cycle of our life, which starts at conception. And so why is abortion wrong? Well, because you're murdering a human being. (laughs) Um, That's why it's wrong. And worse, we're, you're murdering the most innocent among us. Dur- and during today's interview, um, I hope that you find some answers uh, for these arguments that people present to you. And you'll see that they actually fall flat and there's no excuses. Um, there's no excuses at all for abortion being a viable option, not just for the believer, but for anyone, any human being. Um, if you don't have an issue with abortionists, burning babies from the inside out with a pill or even worse i'm not sure i know this is graphic but it's just what happens what they do when they when they abort babies if the head comes out the baby is born so they'll turn the baby around they'll pull the legs out they pull it out to their shoulders to where their neck and the head is still inside the mother so it's not born yet um, and then they'll take forceps and they'll jab it into the back of the baby's skull and they open up those forceps and then they take a vacuum tube they stick it in there and they vacuum they suction the brain out of that baby Um, and then they pull the rest of the baby out and then another way they do it is they'll just go in with the forceps and they'll grab whatever they can get they'll grab an arm they'll grab a leg they'll grab the, the head they'll grab everything and then they'll take a petri dish and then they'll puzzle piece the baby back together um which is wicked this is evil Um, They'll do that. They'll puzzle piece it back together to make sure every piece is out. Um, And then we know they'll harvest the baby parts. Um, I know that's graphic. Um, This might make you uncomfortable, but it's the reality. Um, You're not more uncomfortable than the baby that's being assaulted. Um, You're not more uncomfortable than the baby being born after a botched after a failed abortion. And they have the right to leave that baby on the table. And, and for the, the parent and a doctor to desi- decide whether or not they should perform any type, type of medical care, even to provide standard medical care that all Americans are afforded. Right. Because of their intrinsic value um, is care that they rightly deserve is care that they have as an American citizen um, because they're born. They have rights. But it's legal for doctors um, to to leave a baby on the table to die because a mother who wanted to abort the baby failed in their efforts to abort and so they'll just let him die um and that's that's legal here in this country now am i condemning you no i'm simply stating biblical facts um as a believer you're an error if you don't disagree with this um, the non-believer is condemned already john three eighteen, right um Uh, If you think I'm condemning someone or being judgmental, you're just conceding to the fact that the Bible condemns and judges them because I'm stating what the Bible says. Thus says the Lord is a word of his authority, not mine. And these words are binding on you and it's sin to go against God's word. No matter how you attempt to justify it, whether you're a believer or not, this word is the standard and we all have to abide by it. We'll all be judged by God by it. Um, And so um, I don't know about you guys, but I have three beautiful daughters. Um, I'll do things that I wouldn't apologize for in order to protect them. I can't imagine my life without them. Um, A real man doesn't send his wife. A man doesn't send his girlfriend or whatever you guys type, whatever title you have. A real man wouldn't send his lady to a slaughterhouse to murder his child. No, no, he takes care of his responsibilities. He protects and provides. Right. I found these scriptures to be true and regardless of my experience with the scripture the scripture remains true regardless children children are a blessing from the lord children are are the glory of their father they're also arrows that that we send out into the world with the gospel um it's just crazy voting for or celebrating the appointment of a political leader who has power um, and will encourage these things, they'll party, they'll spend millions of dollars to allow us to murder our children. Um, that's not a freedom that we have. That's not something we should celebrate. Um, really, in America, we don't deserve God to bless this nation. We ought to be on our knees right now uh, plead, pleading with the God who forgives to forgive us for the blood that's on our hands. That's literally and figuratively as well. Um, as of 2019, uh 60 million babies were aborted since Roe versus Wade. Um that was 2 years ago. Um nearly 1 to 3 mi- th- 1 to 3000 uh babies are aborted every day it said in this nation alone. Um, some would estimate that 48 million abortions take place yearly around uh the world. Um pray that God brings that to an end. Pray that God uh will encourage believers. Not that God God has already encouraged believers through scriptures. Through the scripture but pray that believers Will continue to stand in the gap for these Babies um, for their parents um, and, and, and it's crazy Some people would say Well just because it's a law doesn't mean it's going to end Abortion um, Well just because we if we tear down Roe versus Wade It's not going to stop people from still going To abort Well use that same logic on any other thing That you wouldn't want to happen to you um, Rape is evil Right um, Well what if rape wasn't illegal Right? What if the evil act of rape was legal? Um, Would you then say, well, just because there's a law against rape, it's not going to stop rapists? Um, No, you would want that law because justice ought to be served for something that happened to you or something that happened to your neighbor. Um, That's a horrible argument um, just because the law is there it's not going to stop people from doing it that's not god's standard now with that being said i want to play a song from my new album terrible gods um this album will be available on the 29th uh you can pre-order it this month on the 15th um but the song that i want to play from the album actually goes along with our topic for today so it makes sense to kind of give you guys a sneak peek but this song is titled fruit of the womb Um, After this song, we'll jump right into the discussion, part two of the interview I did with Desi and Zach from the Provoked podcast.
3: most safe space to a tomb, Margaret Sanger behind a mask in a room, exterminating all these bastards to lose, the exaltation of man to the moon, the black man holding back our potential, can't imagine the influence on our mental, but we see it when she complains that it's too soon. To become a mother in this time in life Or for you to become a father without a father, right? How do you expect me to succeed with this kind of life? How could you even judge me over a choice that I choose to fight for? It's my life, this is my plan Why should I fold under the opinion of some man? Over what I should do with my body, okay, the body in me I don't want this responsibility to say it simply Blessing from the hands of the potter The beautiful gift of life from the author Will it grow into a son or a daughter? Caught up in the same cycle or go father. I'm just glad she chose to keep him Hoping she passes on the keys of freedom To open up the doors of love and prepare the way For the coming of our king, we bow our heads to pray The baby she almost took away, his name is Future Giving birth to life, instead of death it will produce a Culture that appreciates God's image and image back The sanctity of life is a mirror that often points us back Back to the source of life, back to his amazing grace Back to where forgiveness waits, where all your sins will be erased Back before Adam fell, reconciled it is well The gospel of Jesus, the greatest story I'll ever tell
1: just found out you're pregnant. Praise God. And if you're listening to this right now and considering abortion, please just take a few seconds to hear what I have to say. God commands you not to murder this baby. This child has his or her own separate and unique DNA. This precious baby of yours is counting on you to protect him or her. So please, please. Don't think that abortion is your only option. There are so many other options for you. You can go to endabortionnow.com to learn more and know that there is a whole community of Christians that are just waiting to help you.
2: Why, Why do you think there's people that kind of push back at this idea that the gospel is actually the answer, you know, to solving all issues um, you know, of course, the hot topic today is injustice, right? Uh, why, why do you think people actually buck against, you know, they, they say we're just saying, you know, just preach the gospel um, as if just preaching the gospel doesn't have implications, um, like changing someone's heart, right, and, and their actions. Um, but but why do you think there's such a pushback against that, that idea that the gospel is uh, the answer?
0: Yeah, um, I think you see it in a lot of different venues and a lot of different ministries. Ultimately, the quick answer is because we're ashamed of the gospel. We're ashamed. Anybody who would say, you know, you don't need the gospel, you don't need God's word, they don't know God, right? And they don't know the power of the gospel. It's just that simple. It's it's a deep shame of the gospel. Now, we get it all the time when we're out at the abortion clinic and we're preaching the gospel. We're calling abortion murder. We're using biblical terminology. We're we're reciting God's word. We're doing everything that we can to bring the truth of the gospel. And then you get a tap on your shoulder. I've had it many times, more than I can count. And it'll be a, a maybe a, a ignorant, but a well-meaning person that says, you know what? I think you're turning these women away. You know, maybe if you should, you know, maybe um, change your rhetoric a little bit, your terminology, because um, that's just not going to work here. And ultimately, you know, when Jesus used to preach, what would they do? They put their fingers in their ears. They would do everything that they could to stop or pick the gospel. Up <laughs> yeah. yeah, or pick up stones. They would right. do everything. So, when a professing Christian, I think you're you're implying uh, this coming out of the the quote unquote Christian world, mm-hmm. people saying don't use the gospel. When a professing Christian is coming up to me when I'm at the abortion clinic or at the strip club and they're saying, hey, don't use the gospel. You can't use it. Then one thing, the The first thing that I say is, brother, how is you as a Christian could could stop the preaching of the gospel and believe that you're actually in the faith? So I would challenge those people who are doing that to actually examine themselves to see if they're in the faith, because that's not part and parcel with the born again heart. Right. To actually not want the word of God to go forward, to actually not want the gospel to go forward. And maybe a second way of answering that is that we lean too heavily upon the wisdom of this world. Mm -hmm. You know, that we want to be pragmatic about the way we we go about solving justice issues It's let's just figuring out, let's figure it out with our own carnal wisdom and carnal mind. And let's just, let's just do what produces the results that we want. And that is just an infection. That's a true pandemic all throughout the Christian church pragmatism, Mm -hmm. right? Let's just see what works. Give us the, the results and and the means justify the ends. Right. But ultimately and, and, and I even would go say.
2: further because it's not even just trying to see what works. Um, it's going out and asking carnal people what works for them. And then we'll just yeah, give sir. you that. Yeah. yeah. You like well, soup? You just... Okay. I- I'm just gonna give you soup. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not gonna well, give you nourishment for the soul though. Um but exactly. I'll give you something to hold you over on your way to hell, but I'm not gonna try to snatch you out of the fire. Right. Yeah.
0: And you touched on something, I'm not gonna get into the weeds too far on this. Now that's exactly back in the 80s what rick warren bill hybels did i don't know if you know who they are i know who Rick um, Warren rick, is. yeah purpose-driven church mm-hmm. the seeker sensitive movement was built back then what did they do they went out and they put thousands of flyers out into their cities and all the flyers said was what do you hate about the traditional church and they made it and they made it based upon that information that they received so what they did is they went out to god hating god-hating unbelievers who are rebellious uh towards the lord and they asked them how they should make the church and that has been massively that's the source of what we're dealing with now because so many churches their blueprint of the way that they operate their philosophy and ministry is built upon that seeker sensitive model but uh again you've you've introduced strange fire into the situation you've gone to the god hater and now their opinion becomes the blueprint of how we worship the lord right oh uh, that's that's been disastrous for the american church
2: yeah.
1: yeah it reminds me of a family member that we have that is not a believer but she thought she wanted to give us some advice on how we should be sharing the gospel which is like why would we take yeah. <laughs> advice from somebody who's not a believer it's just it doesn't make sense you know, yeah. so, you know yeah. i
2: never played basketball before but you know if yeah you're gonna play this is what you should do like post up like this like hold on you have no experience out here on this court what are you talking about
0: (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. we say that all the time at the abortion mill too we just had a guy yesterday i don't like the way that you're doing it but you should be doing it this way i said bro you have no authority you have no credibility here i'm not going to go to a doctor and ask him to perform surgery on me who doesn't never done medicine never practiced medicine
1: yeah i like pastor jeff calls them armchair quarterbacks right they just sit on their butt and tell us how to do it but don't do anything
0: so yeah yeah. we don't need to listen to them
1: yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) makes too much
2: sense um so um, one more question on the gospel um what, what do you guys think the gospel teaches us concerning the deity of christ
0: yeah that um the gospel itself is Jesus is God, right? So that's that's what we say when we explain who Jesus is, Mm -hmm. that God came in the flesh as the person of Christ, fully God, fully man, the hypostatic union, which you mentioned earlier, that uh, we don't want to, we we have to explain the deed of Christ in our explanation of who Jesus is, or what are we teaching an aberrant Christ, just like the Mormons teach just like Jehovah's Witness teaches, who is the the brother, who is actually the Archangel Michael, right. or the Mormons teach, who is the spirit brother of Lucifer. And um, yeah, so in that explanation of Jesus, his deity has to be foremost, it has to be paramount in the explanation, Or I believe that we are teaching a false Christ in that. Yeah. Right. So again, if you would hear me multiple times a week, yeah, I'm, I'm saying it's God who came in the flesh. The second, you know, God, the son, who has come in the flesh, perfectly God and perfectly man every single time.
1: Yeah. Amen.
2: So for those tuning in um to the premiere on YouTube, you maybe jumped into this conversation um a little bit later. Um we're joined by Zach and Desi. Um, they're the host of an Apologia network um podcast called Provoked. Um and we're talking about the gospel, um abortion and and idols also. Um so let's get into this hot button topic a little bit. Let's talk about abortion. Um, you know, each January is Sanctity of, uh, of Life Month. And so you have churches that commit themselves to observing the sanctity of human life. Um, they pray for our nation and, you know, for the pro-life movement. And uh, I think that's pretty much what it looks like in the mainstream, right? Um, simply observing the reality that this is a problem, but not actually going far enough to actually end abortion. You know, it's kind of taboo <laughs> to want to criminalize it. Uh, I mean, imagine that one in the criminalized murder right (laughs) um but before we talk about some of the challenges that we face in both the pro-choice and pro-life movement um what was it that caused the two of you to kind of get into the abortion ministry i guess desi you kind of mentioned that a little bit earlier um but what was it that um i know you were there at that um the taping of babies are murdered here um Mm -hmm. What was it maybe that was said that that made you think you know what this is something that i need to actually get up and get out there and and try to put an end to this
0: yeah uh you know for me it actually happened about a year early earlier than that you know i was uh, a pastor of a, a small church just really seeking god um fasting and praying i did it actually for months and months and uh just a period of kind of upheaval in my spirit i guess and you know just like not knowing what God wanted me to do, like an unrest in my spirit. So I really committed myself to seeking his face and praying. And I remember I was in this little church with my friend who was committing himself to pray for this with me. And, um, you know, I just, the word abortion popped up in my head. It wasn't even an audible voice, nothing like that. But I'm like, I looked over to my friend. I'm like, dude, I think I gotta do something about abortion. And man, from that moment that God really wakened me up You know i i just set my heart into into saving babies and then there was the process of understanding like immediatism and incrementalism the pro-life movement in industry as opposed to the abolitionist movement you know being educated because i think initially i just came kind of into the pro-life ministry which was regulatory let's just make incremental steps to end abortion whereas now the abolitionist movement is defined by no compromise we are introducing bills. We're going to introduce a bill in a couple of months here in Arizona to completely end abortion. Uh, we're just working on a. We were just working on a billboard. We're going to put up right now that, you know, that is telling everybody this is what's going to happen. Nice. So yeah, that's it, It's a process of you know unlearning some uh, unnecessary information from the pro-life movement because they failed by and large. Now that's not discounting a lot of the successes. I'm not discounting that whatsoever. Um, but it's still babies are still dying. Right, maybe they're still and murdered are, here. They're, they're, they're still murdered. There's so something needs to change. And what's how's that going to happen? It's going to happen as states would defy Roe, right? States have to defy the federal government. A lot of people think if only we had a Republican president, if only had a Republican House, Senate, uh, Republican dominated Supreme Court, then it will end. Guess what? We've already had that for a long and that time. That was what that was the act that was the situation when Roe v. Wade started, right. So it's not. People need to understand it's not a federal solution, the feds are the problem. Hmm. So the states need to exercise their state sovereignty, defy Roe, defy the federal government just like Colorado and now us as Arizona, we as Arizona and California, we're saying we're going to smoke weed and we don't even care what you do. So we do defy the federal government. Now states need to rise up and say, we're we're killing no babies. We don't care if you bring in the troops, let the chips fall where they may. We are ending abortion. That's yeah. got to happen. Yeah. yeah. I, I get a little passionate about I it. I love
1: it.
2: No, that's good.
0: Get fired up.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I What I, I feel like what really got me is, um, you know, I, I, I said earlier, I was a new Christian. So I was kind of working through some old ideologies and, um, you know, I, I was talking and I luckily had a, not luckily, thankfully had a, a pastor that walked me through the scripture and said, this is what God's word says about it. Here's who God is who's who we are at the moment of conception um and then I was pregnant at the time and so I think I was like 10 weeks pregnant when I was watching 180 movie and I'm like this is a little person you know um this isn't a clump of cells I saw my son moving on the ultrasound and I was just madly in love with him at 10 weeks old you know and just just seeing the truth revealed um that we are who we are at the moment of conception and that God has a specific purpose for our lives. Um, And just the gravity of knowing how many children have died um, this way, right under our noses, right in our backyards every day that we're just allowing this to happen. And so after that, I'm like, how can I not say anything? Mm -hmm. How can I I keep my mouth shut? So that was it for me.
2: Yeah, it's it's encouraging seeing you guys out there. Um, Um, it's work that needs to be done Um, I share stuff all the time every time I see a baby being saved I I share it and I share it and I share it so people can see Um, And maybe even just them seeing seeing that and seeing the look on these mothers faces um, especially when the father is there you know and and another baby saved I think uh, someone who's considering it um, might even see that and say you know what maybe this is something that I shouldn't be doing um, praise God. Yeah. You, you know yeah.
0: social you gotta use social media. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And there, there's so many arguments, you know, that people bring up in order to justify abortion. You know, I think we can really get creative when it comes to justifying and kind of downplaying our own sin, right? <laughs> but what are yeah. some of the main arguments or categories that all these arguments you would say kind of funnel down into? Mm.
1: Idolatry. There's
0: the that's it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all <laughs> self worship, it's all yeah. Um, yeah, self worship, selfishness. Uh, so, the arguments that you hear all the time are um, you know, we just heard this tonight. You know, why don't you go save the, the babies in the foster care system? Why don't you save the babies? You know, you don't care about the babies locked up in chain in, uh, and cages. cages or stuff like that. So, it's. You know, it's just nonsensical. There is no good pro-choice argument. They all fall short of any type of really good rationale or logic whatsoever. But you hear them all, you know, by my body, my choice. Uh, You're not, you don't have the anatomy of a woman, so you can't be out here. Um, Go get a job, do something better with your, with your time.
1: These children will have a horrible life. Therefore, they should be executed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So those are the main things that we've heard these, these arguments thousands of times, you know.
1: It's just, there's nothing new under the sun, right? Yeah. (laughs) It's self-preservation, you know, wanting a better life, wanting a more comfortable life. And so they're going to sacrifice their children in order to, quote unquote, have an easier life.
0: Yeah. So maybe to answer a couple of those of you want us to yeah, yeah so the, per- the, the person so, that so, says my- so
1: you are saying that there's no such
2: thing as a legitimate reason for abortion is that what you're saying right. yeah no,
0: yeah no matter the age of the stage there's no no good argument so we we would challenge if you have a good argument for abortion and that's you feel like it holds water please message us at provokes and we'd love to have you on the show yeah like as soon as we can so but we, yeah there's no i mean there's there's no good reason to ever kill an innocent human being yeah right? An innocent human being. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but when people say, my body, my choice, we say, no, it's not your body. It's, it's a distinct individual within your body. You don't have four arms and four legs and two heads. Mm-hmm. And this is what we say. We say, if, if it were your body, when they kill the baby, you would die too. Right. But you don't. So it's a distinct human being.
1: The so body inside of your body is right. not
0: your body. Exactly. The body inside of your body is not your body. When they say, hey, uh, you know, This baby is gonna, and this is a common, common, common excuse. This baby is gonna grow up in a situation where they're gonna suffer. When we say, "Hey, we don't just kill people who suffer," Desi just explained it really well on the show. We don't, you know, homeless people. We see them all every day, and these are suffering people. Mm -hmm. You see them all, all, you know, everywhere at almost every intersection here in Phoenix. We don't just off the homeless people because they're suffering they still
1: and, are worthy of dignity and protection and because yeah,
0: they're created in the image of god right. of course yeah. but it's also a slippery slope fallacy too and that fallacy in that thinking is if a happens then z must happen if the baby's born then they must live a life of suffering but there's been so many testimonies of you know kids that have spoken out and said hey my mom was going to abort me because she wasn't thinking I would live a good life. And now I'm a doctor. I'm in the Navy. I am in... so anyway, like what we try to do is we take these arguments and expose the logical fallacies and the logic of thinking of critical thinking in them. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah who are you to, to, you know, say what's a good life for somebody else? That's what right. so, yeah.
0: yeah, it's like, do you, do you know the future? You can't. You can't tell the future. So we just kill people because we think that they're going to live a bad life. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. We would kill all sorts of people. And you, yeah. it, when you dehumanize, and that that comes from the dehumanization of the baby in the womb. Yeah. They don't think it's a baby. They think it's a clump of cells. That's what we hear too. It's a clump of cells. No, we all consist of cells. Clumps of cells are actually body parts, even as small as they are. We each have a trillion of them in our body. But we're actually human organisms. We're not just a clump of cells. And what all this terminology they used 150 years ago oh, yeah. for the Blacks, right? right. Mm-hmm. They, they dehumanized Yeah. Dehuman, yeah. yeah. Dred,
2: yeah. Dred and, it, Scott, and it was legal.
1: Right? Yeah.
0: Right. It was legal. It was the
2: law. They, Scott, could, right? they, they could Scott, justify it the law. Yeah. Exactly. one
1: One third human, right? They said in Dred Scott's case, they are like, you know, one third human. They yeah. can't vote. They um, can't feel pain. Yeah. Can't feel pain. 1973, Roe v. Wade, not really human. There's nothing the jews yeah mid-20th
0: century germany jews are less than human right so when you dehumanize people and you hear it all within the propaganda and rhetoric then you get that into the culture which it's so entrenched in our culture just like it was in the slave trade just like it was in mid-20th century germany you get that in there then it's open game on whatever segment of society that you've rendered uh subhuman so that's what we do we we get out there and we bring the signs the explicit signs and we show people and we teach people because we need to educate no abortion is not these babies are not less than human these babies are not subhuman these babies are human at the moment of fertilization known by god
2: absolutely yeah i think we live in a pretty ignorant society (laughs) you know we do and i say that because you know people will condemn those who fight for you know the life of the child and they'll make accusations about us not caring for the life after it's born you know now you you stick us with this baby as if you can justify killing your baby because somebody else is not going to take care of your baby for you right what kind of kind of argument is that and so one of the things i love about apologia is not only has uh Jeff and some of these other guys kinda gave given the church a blueprint, you know, as far as what it looks like to do abortion ministry. Um, and by the way, you can go to um inabortionnow.com and churches can sign up for free, am I right? And and get yeah, the material yeah. and, and uh and they'll kind of show you what it looks like, what you're gonna encounter, um, even mm-hmm. go over the arguments with you and, and everything like that. But not only did Apologia kinda lay out you know what it looks like to actually do this ministry but people like jeff and scott Horde is someone i came across on facebook oh he's um, wonderful yeah. yeah these guys actually showed us what it looks like to actually care for these families as well you know we're not just yeah. out there presenting the gospel and calling people to repentance um, but we're also to walk out life with them afterwards and so um, what are the, some of the things that you guys do for families Um, who decide, you know what, I'm not going to kill my baby, you know, I'm going to keep the baby um, that I have. Um, How do you guys kind of help them out after the fact?
0: Yeah, so what we say um, every, and I'll say it tomorrow morning, I'll be up at eight, eight to 11. Um, We we tell the women we'll allow us to, we will help you as, as much as you will allow us to. So what we typically tell them out there is give us one reason why you feel as though you need to have the abortion, give us as many reasons as you want. Is it fi- financial reason? You feel as though you don't have the financial wherewithal to care for the baby. We will give you money. I mean, we're not going to just dish out because people will take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. So we're not giving them everything that they ask for. We don't. We
1: couldn't. But yeah. we are
0: giving them what they need. Yeah. Right. So it's a financial decision. If it's housing, if they need protection, if it's baby stuff, we are providing all of that. All that they need to do is ask. So we say that tens of times in a moment, you know, in a span of hours at the abortion clinic that we are here to help. Um, Yeah. And so we will help them as as much as they they can. We've given, we 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 have, man, I know 15 families within our own church community and community of churches that will adopt their babies, not only our church, but churches and individuals who have messaged us and said, hey, if there's ever a mom that wants to adopt her baby, I'll do that. So multiple families, multiple means of help. Yeah. Um, Scott is amazing I was just over in Nashville talking to him Have you talked to Scott? No, I haven't Yeah, just an incredible brother I mean, he is He goes the extra mile I mean, he's like He's like doing construction on their homes <laughs> I mean, <laughs> buying cars for them Paying wow. off their car notes And yeah So anyway, within our network We, we, we will give them as, as, as much as they need But of course, in in doing that We do apply standards of stewardship and not just let God's money be um, taken away frivolously or taken advantage of.
1: Yeah, Yeah. a lot of times it's just, they've got it in their mind that they can't do it. And then all of a sudden, like the light bulb blows off and they realize, oh no, I want to care for this child now. This is my child, I'm gonna care for him. We had a a girl here in Phoenix that she was 20 weeks, she was gonna um, have an abortion. She just thought she didn't have any, um, any other options. With another sister in Christ got in touch with her mom somehow and said, hey, uh, your daughter's about to have the abortion because she thinks she's not going to have any support. And the mom's like, what? I would support her. You know, and ends up the, the girl just needed to hear from her mom that she was going to walk this out with her. And then she just needed a couple things like we, we got her to a, um, a pregnancy care c- uh, center that took care of her. We got her to a, a doctor that was able to give her, you know, deliver the baby for uh very low cost. We did, a, I put up a, um, a registry on Amazon and it was fulfilled within like 10 hours. And she had a yeah. ton of stuff on there that she needed. She was young, single mom. She needed a lot. And so, um, sometimes it's just very simple things and sometimes it's bigger um, but a lot of the time people just get it in their mind that they they can't they can't have the baby and that now this baby girl is born and she's beautiful and she's like four months old
0: yeah and the sad issue is that uh, the majority of abortions are from pressure mm-hmm. from a boyfriend, a, a family a mom, a dad uh, a husband pressuring women to do this vast majority so we're always talking about that but also convenience is the number one reason as well. Yeah. You know, they don't want to come talk to us. They don't want to go through the rest of their gestational period um, because they just it's they don't want to. It's uncomfortable for them. And yeah. so we're always saying that to them. Don't sacrifice this baby on the altar of your own convenience, yeah. of your own selfishness. So I, the only way that I can answer why wouldn't they come out and. Talk to us about adoption or come out and get money, get the help, get the actual, you know, get the uh, stuff that they need is because they just don't feel like they want to. They don't want to spend time in that direction. They'd rather just kill their baby instead of doing that. It's sad. It's sick.
2: So what what would you say to the believer who's like, um, and this this was me, Um, you know, I'm against abortion. I think it's evil. I think it should never happen. Unless, you know, unless she was raped or, you know, if it was, uh, you know, incest or, you know, like, uh, the, the life of the mother is in jeopardy. Um, how come those situations aren't justification enough to, to be able to, to, uh, to terminate the pregnancy, you know, as they would try try to make it sound.
1: This is so simple. You know, you just say, Hey, who created that baby? God created that baby. Did the rapist create the baby? No, the rapist didn't create the baby. God created the baby. Rape is an evil and wicked, abominable sin, and rapists should get the death penalty. That's what we believe. But um, the child's still innocent, and God created this child even it, out of a wicked act. He created the child. Um, life of the mother, let's let's work on saving both. You won't find a doctor that'll tell you you have to kill the child in order for the mother to live. You try to save the baby. Sometimes you have to deliver the i mean you probably can find doctors that would say that i'm sorry i i recant that but like the general shur- uh surgeon said like a while back like there's never a case and during a pregnancy where you have to kill the baby sometimes you have to deliver the baby early um, and as a result if the baby's born too young unfortunately sometimes they do pass away because they're not able to survive outside of the womb but the the motive would always be to try to save both right do everything you can to try to save both the mother and the child in the case of incest same thing who created that child god created that child that that god is creator everybody every human is made in his image and every human even if they're a result of rape or incest is valuable has dignity and worth and is worth us fighting for to protect them.
0: Yeah. And I was just actually listening to Jeff um, handle that argument with rape, but you just simply say when the rape situation, we don't, we don't penalize the baby for the crimes of the father. Mm-hmm. And of course that's biblically accurate as well, right? We don't suffer for the crimes of our fathers, uh, but yeah, you don't, you don't kill. The baby doesn't deserve capital punishment for rape. Mm-hmm. The The dad does deserve capital punishment for the rape, but we don't kill and off the child because we don't we don't kill an innocent life because the dad you know uh, accosted the mother it's just we don't do it when it comes to incest the same thing Mm -hmm. we don't do that yeah so I that's a good explanation there
2: Yeah. yeah good answers so so would you guys say you guys what would what would your what would you say your uh I guess best moment or favorite moment was um at a clinic and uh what would you say was your worst um encounter um at a clinic
1: Oh,
0: you go out way more than me. So. Yeah, I mean, the best is when, man. I remember we had so much oppression here uh, from Planned Parenthood. They kind of changed their, their their protocol. They, you know, there's we call them the escorts out there who actually usher Planned Parenthood supporters who usher women through the doors for the baby to be killed. Uh, but we had a bad man. We, they used to put bullhorns in our ears, like we'd be preaching to the women, and we'd have to bring earplugs. Because there was bullhorns, boom, going, wow. and so man, you're out there for hours. You're preaching. You got, you've got Satanists and transgender people and attacking you. You're thinking, man, nothing's happening here. What am I even doing here? I'm, this is vain. They can't even hear me because of all the noise. And I remember I was preaching down. I had these two bull, bull horns in my ear, and this dad comes out broken uh, because of you know what was going on, and the baby is saved. You know, or I remember, I remember there was this massive black Hebrew Israelite. This guy was like six, eight yoked out. And I was standing next to somebody and we're like, we're going to get just beat right now. (laughs) And, uh, you know, because, you know, I don't know if you've ever encountered a black Hebrew Israelite. It's really hard. Yeah, they don't really let you talk too much. Actually, they believe that we as white men don't have the authority to handle God's word. So he was going at it. And I'm like, oh, no, what's going to happen? All of a sudden, in the midst of all that, this couple comes down they choose life for their babies. So it, it's just awesome when when God really rescues. That's why in our Facebook posts we say God saves a baby because it's him saving a baby. We gotcha. can't do it. We our efforts are so meager but God in his grace just uses the gospel to change hearts. A woman changed changed her mind because she said I don't want to go to hell. And this was maybe 3 3 or 4 years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's just God working. I say that's awesome. The wow. the rough the rough parts are You know just stony hearts cold hearts um i was face to face with a couple dads last week and these men were really vile and it it wears on you one time physically the worst thing that's happened to me it's kind of gross but um there was a guy and he was just going off at the mill i mean just like all up in one of our ladies faces and so i got in between her like i should and uh was talking to the guy and he waited till i opened my mouth and he spit in my mouth wow and it, yeah, it was bad, man. And I would rather have him, like, hit me in the face with a baseball bat than spit in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. It was the vile. And I was sick for, like, a week and a half afterwards. Wow. So, yeah, physical stuff. Um, but it's just the wear and tear. Any guy who's out there, especially guys like John Barros and Stephen Smith and Scott Horde, full-timers out there. It's just the wear of it. It wears on you. It, um, you know, it takes years off your life, I think. It's all worth it. But it's definitely a, it comes at a cost. Yeah.
1: yeah, I would say like the the best parts about being out there. Obviously, when somebody drives by and says I, I changed my mind or I'm not going to do it, those are those are the best of the best. You know, when you see babies saved, um, or somebody drives by, we've had people come out, get out of the car, pull their two year old out of the car, and say, Hey, this baby's alive because. Uh, I was going to go to the abortion clinic there were some christians standing outside and i changed my mind here's the baby like that's wow. those are the the best um but also just like little moments too of um, i remember one time i was standing out with my husband he's preaching and an uber driver drops uh, a you know lady off comes stands or parks the car and is just listening to the preaching there's a graphic image that one of us is holding And he's just listening listening and then you just see him start weeping and so you just seeing god move um i remember a lady came out just guns blazing like so angry so mad about why we were out there and then i just talked to her and explained to her while we were out there she totally calmed down she then she starts crying ends up giving me at the hug at the end you know like just seeing god start to change hearts and to open eyes and to expose evil it's just it's amazing to see what he does. Just God shows off. You right. know, like John Barrow says, I just show up and God shows off. Like, mm-hmm. And then there's sometimes you go and there's just cars passing you and you get a million middle fingers and you feel like, why am I out here? But it's just God doing his work. We don't know. We don't know what God's doing on those on those days, but we're just called to be obedient. We're not called for results. We're not called to get any of the credit or the glory. Uh, We don't we haven't saved one baby. God saves all the babies. We haven't saved one person. God saves all the people. So um, it's just an honor to be out there. It's an honor that God would use people like us to do his work. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys are taking it beyond the uh, the mills itself, you know, you guys
2: are confronting local leaders and stuff like that. Um, I guess who, who came up with that idea and, and why is it important, you know, uh, for the leaders in our communities to be called to repentance, um, not just the yeah. yeah.
0: Brad, Have you ever read the book, uh, The Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrate by Matt Chorella? No, I will I'll, I'll send it to you.
2: I appreciate
0: it. Um, yeah, it's great. So I, Matt Chorella has been really instrumental in this biblical doctrine that we are supposed to go to our magistrates, inform them of the law of God and tell them of their duty under God, right? The primary duty of any magistrate or civic civil leader, uh, president, mayor, governor, they're supposed to protect their nations or their cities or their state's inhabitants, right? So we are to go and we are part of the gospel, uh, the Great Commission go into all the world, right? In teaching them to obey all that I've command. So we as a Christian church, and this has been done all throughout church history, I mean, all throughout it, is the people of God, the men of God, the pastors, you know, most, uh, I would say importantly, they go to their leaders, their civil leaders, their lesser magistrates, And they tell them to obey the law of God, Mm -hmm. to stop the killing. Uh, It's just as easy as that. And in that message, we are telling them, the lesser magistrate, that they need to disobey the higher magistrate. When the higher magistrate in the form of the federal government uh, codifies into law, which, of course, Biden will try to do with Mm -hmm. abortion. When they tell us to do something that God forbids or they tell us not to do something that God commands. Mm -hmm. So this whole aspect that we did, we went to the city council uh, to start making, or to ask for sanctuary cities, demand them to make sanctuary cities for them on board. That's the kind of the legislative aspect. Now we have something that we're doing where, like I said, we're introducing a bill um, to try to outlaw abortion in our state. So in abortion now is this prophetic arm, you know, of taking the local church, equipping the local church, getting the local church out into, the, at the abortion clinics, very prophetic, gospel-centered. But then there's the legislative or political aspect, where we have to kind of understand the political process and how things work. And that takes us talking to our state legislators, our district representatives, and everybody else to do their duty, really, and to uphold their their vows, what they said they would do. And every one of them, all throughout our nation, they've vowed to protect their um, their citizens their their neighbors yeah. yeah so that's kind of what, why we do it in a nutshell
1: <laughs> yeah all right i i just realized we're kind of getting late on time i gotta get back to my babies here soon okay sorry, to, sorry yeah no that,
2: that's that's not a problem um we, we can wrap it up um i don't know if you guys i guess you can't really see it on the screen but i actually wore this wrath thing have you ever heard of wrath and grace
0: oh yeah um,
2: yeah have you ever saw that seen this oh, yeah. shirt
1: oh yeah Yep. Oh yeah I've, yeah. I've seen that image. I don't know if I've seen the shirt, but
0: I've seen that in yeah, the Yeah, the original Planned Parenthood, Molech. Yep. <laughs> yep, <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> you
2: know, mm-hmm. they would pass the, the babies through the fire and worship to Molech and um, Right. It's pretty evil, yeah. man. And, and some scholars would say that um what's the place called? Um Tophum, Tophis or something like that. Um but the the meaning of the, the root word of that the root meaning of that word um, is like the playing of percussive instruments and stuff like that. Um, and so they would say that as they were passing these babies through the fire to Molech, um, so they wouldn't hear the babies screaming, right. they would play these instruments to drown out that sound. Um, and huh. this is something that we would all say is a great evil. Um, and we would say we would never do anything like that yet. You know, um, like you said, we're sacrificing children on the altar of convenience. Um, and this is what we what we see all the time that's something i wanted to point out in the song that i had um desi come on to kind of share some hope for women who are uh who maybe already done this so that they know that there is hope in in christ and the gospel for those who are considering it um knowing that there's tons of other options we're pro choices too right um that you should choose life (laughs) yeah Right. Exactly. We're, we're, we're <laughs> yeah. not against choice. Um, you can choose to yeah. adopt. You can you know, have someone adopt. You can choose to take care of your baby. You can choose to practice abstinence. Um, the yep. only choice that we don't think you should have is a choice that you're not even afforded anyway. And that's murder. Um, Amen. And so I appreciate you guys coming on. Um, if you don't mind. And, and I guess closing, if you wanted to share something in closing or just, again, let everyone know how they can uh, check out your podcast, maybe what you guys have going on. And uh, and then we can we can be out.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> so you can go to Apologia Studios, and uh, we got a bunch of different shows—great shows, shows Coltish and Sheologians and uh, provoked, and Apologia Radio. And uh, yeah, go there. And if we feel like we're glorifying God, and we're being biblical um, and helpful. Please share our, our stuff. We—that's all. We we just want to come alongside the local church, not replacing the local ch- church. A lot yeah. of. I think ministries have that problem; because they're not connected, not under qualified elders, kind of uh, flying solo out there. We don't believe that that is the way that God would have us to operate. We simply want to come alongside of pastors and Christians uh, under the banner of the local church to to help them, to help them get out there, share the gospel, and and rescue babies. So yeah, go to Provoked and give us a like, and uh, yeah. you can you could go to Apology of Studies become an all access member. Yeah. That would be tremendously helpful. That keeps the, the lights on, and it just the more we have in terms of members, um, all, access, all access members, it just enlarges our capability to rescue more babies, to get the gospel out farther. And and that's wider. only like
2: seven ninety-five a month, right? Or Am I locked in? Am I grandfathered in?
0: I think you're grandfathered in. I don't yeah. know. Did I'd have to go, go check. I, I think it's a a bit
2: more now, but
1: okay. I, it's it's still pretty affordable, I think. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was an honor being on your show. Thank yeah, you man, for inviting I'm, us. Yeah, and we're so blessed. hopefully, you can come on our show sometime. We'd love to, yeah, have, we'd love you to have, have you on. Yeah, I would love, yeah, to do we that. would love
2: that for sure. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you for the honor and the opportunity. We really appreciate it and sure. praying that a bunch of people come watch that deity though.
2: Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> uh, it's definitely been encouraging. Um, you mentioned Hebrew Israelism earlier. I, I had the honor of interviewing a guy who came out of um, that perspective um, a couple episodes ago. It doesn't make oh. you popular on YouTube, but it definitely oh, sure. encourages people because you have those that are <laughs> caught up in certain cults and you think, there's nothing I can say that's going to convince them to turn. So it was encouraging to have someone on, you know, saying, "Look, God. keep doing what you're supposed to do. Keep going to the abortion mills. Keep sharing the gospel. And it's God who does the work. So success is in being faithful, doing what God has called you to do. So. Exactly right. So, yeah, exactly we can right. go all night. Um, but uh, I appreciate you can. guys. Thanks again for coming on. And I look forward yeah. to chopping it up with you guys. I look forward to that book, too. Uh, I would I would definitely read it. Oh yeah. oh
0: yeah, I will get it to you.
2: Just remind me. <laughs> all right, all right. You guys all have right. a good night. Thank you.
1: You too. God bless you, bro. Bye. Right.
2: Thank see you. So much. Yeah, See you guys again that was Zach and Desi from the Provoked podcast go ahead and subscribe to them on any of your favorite podcast apps Um, or you can do what I do you can go on Apologia Studios YouTube channel as well and you can go ahead and watch them please go ahead and visit www.endabortionnow.com so you can learn more Um, if you have time order some supplies for your church go out and meet these men and women who are considering um, abortion meet them where they are with the gospel Um, if you don't have time if you don't feel led to do abortion ministry it's not for everyone everyone's not called to do the same thing but you can always pray for them you can donate to real abortion ministries not pro-life organizations Um, and then you can share content like this to help educate others go ahead and watch babies are murdered here watch um, babies are still murdered here watch the 180 movie these are all things that you can go ahead and share with others Um, it helps them to understand about this great evil of abortion why it still goes on and the best way forward to combat this which is with the gospel um, and with Christian love and and helping uh, these men and women who are going through uh, this evil act but there is forgiveness and they need to know that but they need to also know that this is something that it is a great evil in our nation um, by the way if you're planning on supporting my album and giving it a listen again it'll be available for pre-order on January 15th the official release date is January 29th um, if this episode has been helpful for you please let me know in the comment section let me me know by giving a like and a share um go ahead and subscribe to the channel so you can see the new content as it comes out um follow us on social media and you already know um after you're done go ahead and leave that review if you haven't already i would really appreciate it um but for now uh, this concludes episode 17 the main topic babies are murdered here thanks for listening to that deity though wisdom and knowledge revealed